I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Stephanie. We're here for our first Countdown to Christmas Hallmark preview movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Review episode. Sure is. <laughs> it's a Monday. Like, no, I was like at a 10 for excitement and then I just stumbled my words and it was like a two now. Okay. <laughs> so we will be covering my pick, which was We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Carrie's pick, A Kismet Christmas, and then the one you all voted for, We Need a Little Christmas. Yep. Which, yeah. Okay. So let's just (laughs) kick off with, we'll get there. We'll kick it off with We Wish You a Married Christmas, which aired on Saturday on Hallmark Channel. This one had Marisol Nichols and Christopher Plaha, and they are a married couple in trouble. And so they go to a sweet town to reconnect. And, I mean, I loved this movie. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Well, that's a way to keep it under 15 minutes. (laughs) But I do agree. So, spoiler for the end of our review. (laughs) So, what'd you give it for set? I gave it a five because I thought it was a really cute town. I really liked the B&B they were staying at. And I liked the alpaca farm, which... I thought the alpacas were going to have more of a role in this movie based on the previews, but they weren't as prevalent as I expected. I agree. I did too. They were like cameo stars, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I really did expect like, I thought hijinks were going to ensue with the alpacas and it did Mm, not. Me too. I agree. So what did you give it for set though? I gave it a four. I mean, I did really like it also. I thought it was really cute. The inn really stood out for me. I thought it was really pretty. But it is the first week, so I was like a little stingy on Well, you should give it a five just for that giant ornament and its hijinks. Okay. (laughs) The the people all know to park under that ornament, don't they? Like, does she call them up and she's like, hey, by the way, I got somebody coming. You need to force them to stay. So drop an ornament on their windshield. I guess so. I mean, it's the perfect spot. It's right in front of the hotel and you're like, oh, we actually got a good spot, you know, because it's not like they have a parking lot. Yeah. I don't know how they get the ornament to fall right on time. I guess that's Christmas magic. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Okay. What'd you give it for style? I gave it a three. I thought everybody looked really nice. I just don't think anything really stood out to me. I think Marisol looked amazing and funny enough five tree christmas a day was talking about like the way that they filmed this and how there were these like really awkward up close scenes and i messaged Mm -hmm. her and i was like well at least marisol's skin is like amazing because my up close would not be nearly looking (laughs) that good (laughs) no 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 (laughs) that's funny that was kind of an odd choice that they did but whatever. I also gave it a three. Chris looked great. Marisol looked great. And little Jerry the dog was super cute and all of his Christmasness. And I just love little Jerry. I agree. But I agree. There wasn't anything like crazy. Amazing. And then storyline, I gave it a four. What about you? I gave it a four also. Oh, okay. I have lots Sweet. of notes on this section though. <laughs> oh, really? I only have five. Well, that's about how many I, I have, but watching. that's substantially more than any of the other movies. Oh. 
Well, let's. My first line is about the opening because you know I love a good song and a good intro. And we opened with a Kelly Clarkson song, one of my favorites, Underneath the Tree. And I just thought that was kind of a fun way to start after a kind of awkward way to start because they did their little therapy interviews. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the therapy interviews, mostly because I felt like it was building how they are like yeah and you got some comedic relief specifically with Chris being like very angry at stuff I know it was reminiscent of the Christmas house too which you know I appreciated because I thought that movie was funny so I kind of liked it but it was still strange and I feel like we should have had the camera set a little further back from them I thought it was a little too close even if they did look good No, I agree. It was a little too close on their individual ones, but then their far out ones was like really far out because they're on opposite ends of the sofa. Yeah. And then we had our first cameo, surprise cameo of the season, which was fun. Pascal Hutton. Yes. We ruined it for everyone. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I think people have watched it. Does this mean Pascal's? Yeah. Does it mean Pascal is not in a Christmas movie this year? Well, I mean, I didn't see up? her. I didn't see her name on anything. That's true, but I don't memorize everyone. It was fun, and it's funny because I posted a little snippet, and at the end of the snippet, you could hear her voice on, mm. on the stories on Instagram. I posted a snippet, and at the end, you could hear her voice, but you couldn't see who it was. And I posted it saying, "Oh, look, our first cameo!" And then Jen messages, and she's like, "Who is it? I can't tell from the voice. <laughs> <laughs> tell me." <laughs> It's a secret, Jen. <laughs> She's got to watch the movie. She's watched it by now. She she knows. Well, I told and her anyway because she, she loved it. She was very adamant about being told. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, what are your other notes? Well, there were a couple of scenes that stood out to me, and I they stood mm-hmm. out for the same reason. One is okay. the stocking creating, like decorating scene. Mm-hmm. And then when they went on a walk around the town scene, I wrote both of these down because it was very heavy on Chris being a wonderful actor and laying it all on the line and like being very emotional and like putting himself mm-hmm. out there. I felt like he stole the show in those scenes. And then also, I will say, I felt like after the second one, after the stalking scene, he apologizes and she says, me too. Then after the walk, he apologized again. I don't think she said anything, but like she's never apologized for anything. And this is one of the things that kept me from giving it a four. You mean a five? A five. Yes. Sorry. Kept me from giving it a five. It felt very one-sided about admitting your mistakes in those situations. You know, that's actually a really good point. I think I was so focused on Chris and just loving him that I didn't realize that Marisol didn't actually apologize for things. And it was a lot of looking like the camera would look at her and she would be all sad when Chris did something or said something that she thought proved that he didn't want to be with her anymore. Right. Yeah. There was never anything where she. I mean, she would sometimes say, oh, I guess I should have told you this or said this after he started the conversation. But it was always her kind of just coasting along and he had to make all the effort. You do have a a point with that. I mean, I didn't really, like I said, 
it didn't well, it's really because register he did such a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was on the Palaha parade float. <laughs> uh, he can do no wrong for me. <laughs> I feel like now we need a story where there's a parade and it says Palaha parade. And then, and then here's <laughs> Stephanie photoshopped on a, on a float. <laughs> uh, well, and it's gotta be like the super short parade that passes and you're like super excited. Like they were. And then it's like, is that the parade? <laughs> Are they circling the neighborhood? <laughs> yep. That's it. That cracked me up when that, that happened. <laughs> I was like, that's not really a parade, but okay. Well, and it, it was very funny. I think it was unrealistic, though, because the small town and with everybody so involved in everything, I find it hard to believe that you could only get the one float. I bet there would be plenty of oh, people who want to bring out their cars or whatever and drive around and, you know, throw candy to people or something, you know? That's true. I've been to a couple of small town parades. It's a big deal. But I did yeah. think it was super funny. I mean, aside from that being super short, when Jerry, their dog, passed on the float and they were just like such proud parents like, Jerry, Jerry over here, trying to snap the photos. Yeah, that was really cute. It was cute. so cute and funny. <laughs> I just was really cute. I just loved them. It was so sweet. I wrote down. Okay. So I just had to write this down because I, I related. Do you know how to drive stick shift? Um, in theory. My mom in taught theory. me. In high school, my mom taught me on my brother's car, and but she'd only let me drive in the neighborhood, so I never got past second gear. So that, in actuality, oh. means no. <laughs> I see. Because I just thought it was so funny. So their car gets, I don't want to say totaled, it gets messed up. Windshield cracked. Yeah, that's the word. And so they have to drive a different car, and it's a stick shift, and she's the only one who knows how. And it's like you know, manual windows that you have to roll up and she's jerking and driving and jerking and driving throughout town as you do in manuals. And just made me laugh because that was seriously me for a little bit. And then even after I had my sick shift for like four years, I would still kill it and <laughs> jerk around at times. Yeah, it's definitely funny. What's really funny about me learning is my neighborhood was very hilly and I would mm -hmm. always stall out on the flat and not on the hills. Oh, which is the opposite of the way people. And I think it's because I didn't give it enough. Like I felt like on the hill, I had to compensate for being on the hill. Right. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. go to a stop at a stop sign and it's on a hill and I'd be like, I got to do it and I'd get through it. But then if I was on flat ground, I'd be like, well, here I am restarting my car. <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. I'm so glad I don't have that car anymore. After, you know, it died on me at an intersection and I had to park it in a random parking lot. And, you know, yep. it was just a terrible thing. But now I have an automatic and it's Life great. Good. So <laughs> I don't have those problems anymore. Okay. So let me tell you something about Jerry that I, that I loved. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's the scene where they go back to their rooms and she's like laying in bed and she, Jerry's on the floor and she's like, Jerry, come sleep with me. And Jerry like looks up her, looks at her and is like, no, <laughs> I'm not coming up there. <laughs> so she gets up and goes and like lays on the floor next to him. Mm -hmm. And he does snuggle up next to her, which was very, very sweet. But I was like, this is Lenora. 100%. I have done this exact <laughs> thing. Aw. Because she's like, so I don't, don't want to snuggle with you. <laughs> that's funny. Harley and Teddy are not like that. <laughs> Neither is me. I mean, I don't let them on my bed, but. They get on Courtney's bed and they get on the couch and they're yeah. all snuggle bugs and everything. But yeah, Jerry, Jerry stole the show. 
but not really because Chris was amazing. Speaking of Chris, <laughs> I wrote down a quote. I probably could have wrote down a couple of quotes. However, this too. was oh, I wonder if it's going to be the same one. We shall see. So this happened while when they arrived to the town at first, and the GPS says that they have arrived at their B&B location, but they have not. And Chris is kind of being frustrated. And she's like, well, don't get angry or whatever. And he's like, I'm not angry, baby. I'm lost. And this was the first use of baby from Christopher in this movie. And I could just listen to him speak and say that to me all day. You're like, call me baby, Chris. <laughs> I know. That was perfect, Carrie. That was perfect. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I just I just really need like so he's like a reincarnation of Jimmy Stewart in some ways, obviously not totally. But he really does a do a good Jimmy Stewart. I need another reincarnation of Jimmy and Chris to show up at my door, please. And call me baby. And anything else he wants. Uh, no. <laughs> he can just, you know, say he loves me and whatever. Okay, what's your quote, Carrie? <laughs> My quote is not that one, but I did love the baby. And the way he delivered it was like, if we didn't already Perfection. love you, Chris. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So mine was towards the end, I think. It must have been towards the end with the way that these are going. But I can't remember who said it. I think it was him, though. Maybe that's the problem. I never thought it would end. And I was like, isn't that how I feel like this is like so many people can relate to like being in a relationship where you feel taken advantage of or the other person is taken advantage of. And then it's like the reason that those things happen is because you felt like you didn't have to work for it anymore. You just took it for granted that it wasn't going to end. That's a real line. Yeah. I also liked how she... So the conflict comes up at the end when she's like, you know, we work here, we work on vacations, but this is just a bubble. And when we get back to real life with like responsibilities, you know, it won't be the same, which I thought about this in other Hallmark movies, obviously, you know, how mm -hmm. you are in this like romantic moment and things aren't going to be the same when you leave. But I appreciated at the end how they kind of, or Chris kind of circumvents it and is like, well, yeah, we're great together on vacation because we actually make time for each other. And that's really the key is that they now know they need to make time for each other in their regular lives. I really liked that turning point for them. It was really cute. I did too. And the, the scene that really brought that on was the pie scene where he goes to get two of the mini pies for them and walks up and she had taken a call from her mom. And her mom obviously had noticed that there had been problems but hadn't said anything and then this mm -hmm. stems her thinking, oh, it's only working because we're on vacation because her mom makes the site comment about, well, you guys always do so well on vacation, blah, blah, blah. He was really fighting for her. And I wrote down, he's been fighting for you this whole time. Fight for him. <laughs> I was like so angry about it. I was like, what is your problem? <laughs> I know. She just had pretty much given up. Which leads I, me I really into my last there. comment, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is I teared up at the end of this with the painting and the card and the card she gives him a painting of jerry on the float and the card 
said, we'll always be family. So this is clearly a breakup thing. And it Mm -hmm. really, for whatever reason, got to me. I don't know if I'm just emotional this week or what, but it really got to me. And I was like, oh, and, and then you get the resolution of him talking about like, we just need to make each other a priority and blah, 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 you know, and then coming back together. But yeah, Yeah, it was good. Okay. So stars, I obviously gave this a five. (laughs) Me too. I would have given it a 10, but. (laughs) (laughs) I loved Marisol and Chris together. They make a really Mm -hmm. cute couple. They do. They're both really good looking. You have to add on top Pascal being at the beginning, which was so fun. So definitely. You know, I didn't add her on, but you you make a valid point. Still a five. Christmas (laughs) is also a five just because they did a lot and it was decorated beautifully. It can't not be a five. (laughs) Except for I gave it a four. (laughs) What? Why? I don't know. I just, I was going as I felt when I wrote these Whatever. out. <laughs> and it's a love. It's definitely a love. Woohoo! First great movie. Well, that we're reviewing on here anyway. The next one is We Need a Little Christmas, which is the voters pick. And this one is Julia's juggling being a single mother to a grieving child and facing her first Christmas without her husband when she develops an unexpected friendship with a neighbor. And this has Erica Durant's Patrick Sabungui. <laughs> I can never say his name, I feel like. And Lynn Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Setting. <laughs> <laughs> Setting is a three. It was fine. Yep. Yeah. Style. Was also a it's three. a three. <laughs> I liked. Okay, I will say on even though I gave it a three because most of it was just plain. I really liked Lynn's sparkly cardigan during her magic show, and mm-hmm. I really that liked Erica's red jumpsuit at the end. Yeah, they were fine. Stars. I'm giving it a four because I liked all of the people in it. It just didn't work for me past that, but the people were fine. I gave it a three. Mostly because I was thinking of if the story had just been Irene and the boy, I probably Mm -hmm. would have given it a five. I thought they were fantastic together. Yeah, I love them. But everybody else, it was just kind of, I I don't have a word for it. Boring. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Storyline. Okay. (laughs) I'm curious. I gave it a two. Okay, I did too. Woo! Yes. First of all. You know why I did that though? Why? You can, no, go ahead. You go first. Well, okay. my reason that I gave it a two was because I don't want to sob through a movie, and I literally sobbed through the end of this movie. Oh, I did not. I it's gave just... it a two. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, Gary. I don't know. This movie's got us all discombobulated. Yep. I gave it a two because, like, I was leaning maybe towards a three because there were parts I liked, especially with Lynn and the kid. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to watch this again. I was bored majority of the time and I give some other movies like a three that I actually liked. So I, I just, this is a two and that's why I that, did that. That makes sense. And I think I must be emotional this week because I don't know why I sobbed at this. It was definitely the son coming home. So her grandson is stuck mm-hmm. and not away. That just killed me, which is not that surprising because Lynn was one of my favorite characters in the movie, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there were parts where I really, really loved Irene and the boy together. And I felt like Erica's character was just difficult. 
I felt like. You know, I mean, she is dealing with her own stuff at the same time. It is her first Christmas away. Mm-hmm. There was that networking was like super easy. I would love for this to be the case in my life. I know. Like that guy networked for her. He introduced her to everyone at this party. He hyped her up. All she had to do was give these people her business card and she was done. Yep. Like I could use him in my life too. (laughs) That could be a quality of my Jimmy Stewart, Christopher Plaha combo. (laughs) (laughs) I will also say one thing that I did really like about the movie though. At the end, there was no kiss. They held hands, but there was Mm -hmm. no kiss. And I felt like that seemed appropriate for her husband having been dead only a year. And it was like an appropriately speedy relationship where they're clearly interested in each other. It's going to be more, but we didn't need to put the kiss on it to make it happen. Yeah. I was interested to see how they would end this like relationship with them in the movie because I agree I didn't think they should kiss at that point I'm like are they can they really end this movie without a kiss and then they did so I appreciated that I think you know this movie is in two parts the first part was really boring and slow because we're like building all this stuff up and then right around when Lynn's character is super sad because her grandson can't come home and then the kid tries comforting her and they have this moment and then she fights with yeah when she fights with Erica because Erica's jealous that her son is confiding in Lynn instead of her like after we get through that part into the second half of the movie I thought it was better I was a little more interested but not enough to love it or anything so Christmas I gave it a three. Me too. And Look it's at a nonsense. Us. I know. <laughs> yep. We're matching. All right. I felt kind of bad giving it a nonsense, though, because it was like a serious movie. But Yeah, well, I'm, oh, well. I'm afraid that's going to happen several more times on Movies and Mysteries this year. I just, well, especially for you. Yeah, because yeah, I just really want my Christmas movies to be happy <laughs> mm-hmm. and fun. I know. And I like to smile during them. So. All right. So then the last movie is A Kismet Christmas with... Sarah Ramos and Carlo Marx and Mary Lou Henner. Sarah is a children's book author who returns to her hometown where she reconnects with her family and teenage crush as she soon discovers that a long-held family legend might actually be true. So this summary, I feel like, you know, on the surface it covers what this movie is about, but then also it doesn't. I agree. <laughs> and it doesn't make it sound as interesting as the movie was. I agree. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to skip ahead, but I actually really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I did too. So I'm going to skip back. (laughs) Setting. I gave it a five because I thought their small town shopping area was actually really cute because it wasn't just like the main street with the little shops down the road. It was actually kind of like a Galleria where it was like two levels and kind of cozy. I just thought that was really cute. I agree. I loved that part about it. Um, I also loved Mary Lou Henner's house and Mm -hmm. his house. Like, I thought they looked really cute and quaint, and I really loved them. So I also gave it a five. Sweet style. I gave it a four, mostly for the historical outfits that they wore for the whole Dickens event. Otherwise, I thought people looked fine, but there wasn't anything super special. That's pretty much exactly what I did, too. Woohoo! Storyline. 
I gave it a five. Me too. <laughs> yes. We are on track. Carrie. Woohoo. Basically, I want a Kismet cookie. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> I'll stick that sucker under my pillow and, you know, wake up with my true love in my brain. This is where I feel like the the summary doesn't do it justice. And you mm-hmm. get the flashback to the last time she had been there when she's telling her manager or publicist or publisher. I don't know who the guy was. Uh, editor. I don't know. <laughs> or EJ. Benny. Okay, yeah. So she was telling Benny about the um, about like what happened and why she left and why she's never been back, which was an epic story. Yeah. Like at first I didn't love how long the flashback was because this was a full on like scene after scene after scene with the, you know, tinted lighting kind of thing that they do to make you realize this is in the past. Yep. But this story, like when she walks in on a wedding, <laughs> I was no, like, when oh, she my first out that She's meant to be with the groom and doesn't realize that it's actually a wedding. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it was funny. And then she tears up the recipe yeah. and the, or the Kismet cookies and kills the Kismet. Yep. So I agree. I really liked the origin story of why she can't return to this town. I thought it was a fun opening scene with all the like kids getting dressed because, you know, she's a kid's author. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of fun. You didn't write a lot of notes, right? I have several quotes. Okay. What are your quotes? Okay. So there's one point where she says to him, but you've become so civic minded. And he says, parenthood, man, which is funny because she starred in parenthood. Oh, right. (laughs) You didn't catch this? I remember that quote. I didn't make the connection that she was in parenthood. I completely forgot that. Okay. So then I also feel like there was a miscongeniality reference. He like bangs on the car and he's like, I'm walking here. And there's this sign, this scene where in Miss Congeniality, where Sandra Bullock is crossing the road in New York and a taxi almost runs into her and she like slams her hands on the on the hood of the car and is like, I'm gliding here. And it's like, (laughs) I love I love that movie. That's one of my favorite things. I quote it a lot. I just love that movie. So I was like, is this really a miscongeniality reference? It was not gliding. It was definitely walking. So it was not the same words, but he did bang on the car and they were talking about her being in New York. So it could be. I thought this movie had a very good script and was very funny and it didn't rely on just puns. You know what I I'm agree. saying? It was, yes. it was better humor than that, which I loved. It, it was kind of my humor because I wrote down two quotes and... The first one is when they go to get a Christmas tree and they're out in the woods. And she's like, so how do we do this choppy down tree thingy? And I would totally just say that. He's like, and he's like, choppy down tree thingy. He's like, we're, we're, I'm a writer. We have a way with words or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) this is so true. I would totally do that. Also, can an attractive man kidnap me to a romantic snowy cabin to write? please and thank you um (laughs) and then the other quote i wrote down is when she sends her finished manuscript to her uh agent or whoever 
and she's asking for his opinion. She's like, I think it's good, but I'm a writer, which means I'm needy and thin skinned. And this is totally true because you always need the affirmation and compliments. That's so <laughs> like, funny because I, I think it's good. But I almost wrote that down because I was going to ask you <laughs> about this, <laughs> but I it's didn't write 100% it down. True. But the other one that I did write down was they're out on the pier talking and he's like, oh, so you're out here instead of writing or whatever. And she's like, yeah, escape has always been my favorite form of self-preservation. Oh, I almost wrote that down, too, because same. <laughs> same. <laughs> like, it was so funny. There were so many quotable moments. And then we still had the very sweet ending because throughout the whole movie, he's been teasing her about this bear and he's calling her Sarah Bear and everything. And she's like, you know what I remember? Before we realized it was a dog and not a bear, he stepped in front of her to protect her from this bear. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it was so cute. And then they kissed and it was happy. And I was happy. So yeah, I much just better found, than expected. I agree. And I just found myself smiling through the whole movie. I want to watch it again because I did split it up. I watched half of it last night and half of it this morning. Mm. And now- I want to go back and watch it again. I'll probably do it with yeah. my mom because my mom's been out of town. So I'm sure she hasn't seen it. But I just really felt like it was fun. Like you said, the script was really well written. It was funny, but not like throw like they've been like harping on us with these puns. And I felt like mm -hmm. none of that happened here. And they were just really cute together, too. Uh, yeah, I gave it a five for stars. Me too. I liked them so much. And I mean, Mary Lou Henner as her grandma and the little girl that was his daughter. I thought they were fun, too. Like, I really yeah. liked them. Like, Mary Lou's friends. Like, everybody was Yeah, great. I was going to say the townspeople. <laughs> so, the mayor. Did you recognize the mayor? No, I didn't get a good look at him. So, there was one point where she was, like, where he was at the table. I think this was the part. Or when she was talking to him about something in the town. But he looked really familiar to me. Like, oh, I know him. And then I went to IMDb and he was not listed on IMDb. So I don't know who he was. Um, I mm. probably should look at the, maybe I can find like the credits or something somewhere. But he looked really familiar to me. I liked him. I loved the fact that they were high school sweethearts who had broken up and gone on with their lives. And then they're going to end mm -hmm. up back together again. And I will say at the end, she makes the kismet cookies because she wants her grandma to be able to dream of her grandpa again. That was really sweet. So sweet. I, I just liked that bit of Christmas magic because I was wondering how they were going to get the recipe again because she tore it up. And I figured like that grandma's got to tape it up. But then grandma was always like, the house wants us to have it as if it was lost forever. So I was a little confused on how they were going to get it back. But then they I... got it back the way I thought they would in the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I felt like... As the movie went on, I was thinking the grandma's been waiting for her to come around to it. Mm, that's, that's true. what I think was happening. It was the grandma taped it up, put it in there, and has been waiting for her to come home and come around to it. That's a good point. And then Christmas, I gave it a five. Me too. And it's a love. It is. What's your favorite? What We got a rank I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> we did watch Noel Next Door, which we both actually Liked. really enjoyed surprisingly but we're just not talking about it here <laughs> nope all so, right well how would we rank them uh, this is so hard because you know i love chris 
<clears throat> but I think I feel more strongly about a Kismet Christmas. Me so too. Number one. Me too. Then it's We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Yes. And then if we were throwing it in, Noel next door. Yep. And then we need a little Christmas. Yep. We're, we're in agreement. Woohoo. That will not continue, you know, for long. But <laughs> for this first weekend, at least, it was actually a decent weekend, surprisingly. It was. It was. A re- I felt like it was actually a lot stronger. If you're just talking Hallmark, it's a mm-hmm. lot stronger than I expected it to be. So Yeah. I feel like it's stronger than last year, for sure. I yeah. mean, I can't even remember what happened last year. So, you in the kudos Christmas tree? Hallmark. Oh, yeah. Christmas tree scientist lady. Yeah. Okay. Our next episode is a preview episode for next week's movies. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. Mostly Instagram, though. Not to, like, we don't want to lie to you. We're mostly on Instagram. But find us there. We are voting. You will get to vote for your next, what movie would be the, um, what movie we'll talk about next time. We'll, again, pick, each of us will pick. And then there will be a vote for you guys. And then... There's also Bingo. You guys don't want to miss out on that. Also, if you haven't, subscribe. We would love to have you as a subscriber and catch us here every week. We are doing two episodes a week through Christmas. One is a preview for the week. The other one is a review from a previous week. And there might be some bonus episodes. We are hoping to get an interview in here. And uh, maybe we'll individually get on and do some bonus episodes. So subscribe so you get notified when they're released. And if you haven't already, go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a review so other people can find us. Woohoo! Good job. <laughs> all right. That's all for now. Bye, guys. Bye.